Inclusive Activism Podcast. I have a few quotes that I'm going to read for you today that is going to be the primer and precursor to what we are going to talk about and how we are going to really unpack this notion. Uh, So the first one is, thank you in advance for the abundance that is on its way. An attitude of gratitude always creates an abundant reality. Gratitude is the open door to abundance. Gratitude builds a bridge to abundance. Acknowledging the good that you already have in your life is the foundation for abundance. When you want something, the universe conspires to help you achieve it. When you are grateful, fear disappears and abundance appears. And then lastly, abundance is the ability to do what you need to do with when you need to do it. Uh, About, you know, abundance uh, and gratitude are two ideas that uh, I really want to take some time to talk about. Uh, I'm kind of thinking about the idea of trying to unpack themes that I've noticed in indigeneity as I've been doing indigeneity work. Uh, recently, because I feel like that is something that's helpful, and it would also be something that's helpful for us understanding how we can view the world better uh, and understand connection a little bit better. So, to start that, really, I think what we really want to do is start to understand what is gratitude, how does gratitude work, and why is it so important. So, um, I got a couple different definitions that I feel like might be helpful. I found some of this in a positivepsychology.com article, and I felt like it was a great way of um, unpacking what abundance is, or uh, what gratitude is, and how gratitude works. Um, So, one person, the Harvard Medical School, describes it as a thankful appreciation for what an individual receives, whether tangible or intangible. With gratitude, people acknowledge the goodness in their lives. As a result, gratitude also helps people connect to something larger than themselves as individuals, whether whether it be other people, nature, or a higher power. Another one from Sansone and Sansone is the appreciation of what is valuable and meaningful to oneself and how it represents a general state of thankfulness and or appreciation. Uh, Forrester et al. uh, noted it was an emotion that is typically evoked when one receives costly, unexpected, and intentionally rendered benefits and is thought to play a key role in regulating the initiation and maintenance of social relationships. Another simple uh, definition from Fox et al., a social emotion that rec- that signals our recognition of the things that others have done for us. Uh, another uh, idea that brings in the social element to gratitude from Lance Wing, 2016. If we acknowledge through, if we acquire through a good exchange, effort or achievement, or by right, then we typically don't feel gratitude. Gratitude is an emotion we feel in response to seeing something good, which we feel as though is undeserved. Uh, 
Another definition emphasizing the social impact that comes from social psychology researchers uh, claims that gratitude is a positively balanced emotion that can arise when another person, a benefactor, does something kind for the self. Another morality-based psychologist from Roberts, 1991, writes that gratitude is not a goods delivered in response for payment. It is a response to a gift. Gratitude, as a response to a gift, is also a form of generosity, of graciously crediting the other for something that was not strictly owed. Uh, Again, unpacking this a little bit more from Edmonds and Crumpler, 2000, it has been conceptualized as an emotion, a virtue, a moral sentiment, a motive, a coping response, a skill, and an attitude. All of these and more. Minimally, gratitude is an emotional response to a gift. It is the appreciation felt after one has been the beneficiary of an altruistic act. And then I think I got two, one, two more here. Uh, gratitude, uh, this is from Evans and Stern. Gratitude has dual meaning, a worldly one and a transcendent one. In a worldly sense, gratitude is a feeling that occurs in an interpersonal exchange when another person acknowledges receiving a valuable benefit from another. Gratitude is a cognitive, affective state that is typically associated with the perception that one has received a personal benefit that was not intentionally sought after, deserved, or earned, but rather because of the intentions of a of another per, the good intentions of another person. So, in summary, gratitude is a positive emotion that is felt after the beneficiary receives some sort of gift. Uh, it is a social emotion often directed towards the person or uh, given to towards someone that is a higher power. Um, so there's kind of two stages to gratitude and kind of how gratitude works. First, it often comes with the acknowledgement of goodness in one's life. It is a state of gratitude, uh, and we say yes to life. We want to affirm all in all that life is good and that elements that make work life worth living are rich, are rich and have a lot of texture to it. The acknowledgement that we have received something that gratifies us, both in its present as well as by the effort the giver put towards choosing it. Secondly, uh, gratitude is recognizing some sources of this goodness lie outside the self. We can be grateful to other people. We can be grateful to animals. We can be grateful to the world, um, but not just to oneself. And so we want to think Uh, at this stage, and we recognize goodness in our lives, and to who to thank for it, who sacrificed to make us happy, right? So again, gratitude is really, really important, because you have so many good things that happen to you on a day-to-day basis, but it's not often that we slow down to take stock of what things have happened to us, and why should we be grateful for these things? Like, slowing down, understanding, and seeing what gratitude does is super important. So what is the purpose of this emotion? People use gratitude to form new social relations or to strengthen current ones. Acts of gratitude can be used to apologize, to make amends for wrongs, and to help solve other problems. 
Alternatively, people may feel gracious because it can be intrinsically a rewarding process. Simply being grateful for being alive is a great way to motivate oneself to see the, see, seize the day. It is the idea that tomorrow is not guaranteed is a strong motivator for why people want to live into their best self for today. So seeing and understanding how gratitude works is really important, right? Because like, what do we see? What are we grateful for? How are we appreciating what has been given to us today? Like, I'm grateful today for a hike. I'm grateful for today uh, because it's New Year's Day and I'm going to be eating a delicious New Year's dinner. Um, I always eat New Year's and have black-eyed peas because they're supposed to be lucky. Uh, so my partner and I are going to have a standing rib roast, vegetable medley, uh, a big old slice of bread, and... Uh, uh, standing rib roast. I, th- I don't know if I said that or not, right? And so we're going to start the year off for the gratitude of what the goods that were bought last year and how that abundance will lead into next year, right? We're going to start to see how last year starts to build with gratitude through abundance what may happen in the, in the year to come. So again, let's keep understanding a little bit more about gratitude and how gratitude works. So first off, gratitude can also lead to, there's two processes in gratitude that can influence how we feel. The first one is catharsis. Catharsis is the process in which an individual releases strong emotion. So for example, a stressful or traumatic event, crying, can give us a release Uh, rendering an activity as cathartic. Catharsis works with gratitude. Uh, To illustrate this, consider guilt uh, associated with failing to meet obligations. Perhaps in this situation, you would express gratitude to who you let town and attempt to release that guilt. Acts are meant to convey an appreciation that a friend possesses despite a a recent disappointment. Additionally, possessions from a past loved one may provide a sense of serenity that enables the new owner to reflect on gratitude that that object or that gift or that intrinsic way of being this person imparted in the time that they spent with us. The other thing that that gratitude does, which I think is really wonderful and why I think it's such a precursor to abundance and why it is also and deeply linked and embedded with indigeneity is it sparks and attracts reciprocity. Reciprocity as a concept of social social psychology is the exchanging of actions. In this case, it is about the exchange of positive emotion. When someone performs an act of gratitude for another person, in turn, that, post, that person may be motivated to do something gracious for the former person, or perhaps, and this is where abundance gets keyed, continue the favor to a stranger, right? So imagine having coffee or a meal with a friend, and they, they politely demand you pay for the outing. You may quibble back and forth about splitting the bill, but should you exist, should they insist, you are more likely to feel grateful and extended and feel an, an extended duty or responsibility to make sure that the next meal is on is your treat, right? Like the cycle of gratitude and abundance and how these things feed into each other is really important. And some people think it's either a trait or some people think of it as a state, but I think uh, really it's a practice, right? If you can get better at practicing, seeing, and experiencing gratitude, 
Um, there's a lot of psychology that says that you will feel some of these things, right? If you practice gratitude on a deeper level and then you make it a part of what you do on a daily basis, uh, studies have shown that you can feel or experience an enhanced sense of well-being. Just because you're starting to focus on the positives, you're starting to see what's there, you're spending more positive time appreciating what's there, what's within your life, what's going on. You're not looking at what you're lacking, you're looking at what you're having. And that, I think, creates powerful um, opportunities in your life. I think it deepens your relationship. Um, it helps you see and understand that you should be grateful for those relationships, what these relationships are doing for you, how they're helping move you forward. Um, I think it gives you a sense of improved optimism, right? If you start to see and appreciate what's already there and notice that these good things already exist, then you may be more ready for the things that are yet to come, right? You see how well you're taking care of. You see how you eat. You see how you sleep. You recognize you have good work, right? It'll also give you the opportunity for increased happiness, um, like focusing on gratitude, experiencing gratitude, looking at gratitude more deeply, I think is going to make you a happier person because it's got this long lasting effect and how it creates this positive feedback loop. The more you experience and express gratitude, the more situations people might find a way to express gratitudes towards. It's also going to give you a better sense of self-control, right? When you start to uh, this was in a study done by DeCento in 2014, and it found that self-control significantly increased when subjects chose gratitude over happiness or feeling neutral. Showing that emotion can foster self-control and discovering a way to reduce impatience with a simple gratitude exercise opens up tremendous possibilities for experiencing a wide for reducing a wide, wide range of social ills from impulse buying to insufficient, insufficient saving to obesity to smoking, right? So how can you practice gratitude instead of feeling a sense of lack that you need to numb with like impulse buying, eating too much food, smoking, whatever, right? Uh, it is also found to give you better health, better physical health, better mental health, uh, improved sleep, reduced inflammation, better moods, reduces the symptoms of heart failure even after only eight weeks. Uh, it's found to give you an overall better life. Consider this quote from the Wall Street's Journal article, thank you, no thank you. Uh, from Melinda Beck, it says, adults who feel grateful have more energy, more optimism, more social connections, and more happiness than those, those who do not according to studies conducted over the past decade. And they're also less likely to be depressed, envious, greedy, or experience alcoholism, right? Wow, amazing, right? Uh, also, if you're an athlete, um, athletes who practice gratitude uh, affects um, athleticism. Studies from researcher Lung Hong Chin found that an athlete's level of gratitude for their success can also influence levels of well-being. More specifically, adolescent athletics who seem to be more grateful in life tend to have higher levels of self-esteem. And so some teams are starting to do gratitude practices as a team for one another, for getting better, for the opportunity to practice, uh, to really help things, right? And then lastly, 
um, practicing gratitude can give stronger neurologically based morality. Uh, neuroscience is beginning to explore what gratitude does to the mysterious human brain. And one study measured the brain's response to feelings of gratitude with functional magnetic reg- resonance imaging, uh, fMRIs. And they found that people who elicited feelings of gratitude saw that the participants um, began to be more moral and began to feel more less uh, a more willingness to reward others and reserving and judgment. So again, interesting stuff about what gratitude can do. So understanding this and seeing what that does is really, really important. And so if we're wanting to get better at gratitude, how can we increase our gratitude, attitudes of gratitude? So one of the things you can do is keep a gratitude journal. So write down three things that you're grateful for. I add the three things I'm grateful for. And then another thing I'm looking forward to, right? Do you see how that I'm using that gratitude as a precursor for abundance for the next great thing that's coming, right? Thankful for this, thankful for this, thankful for this. I'm also recognizing that this good thing's coming too. Another thing that you can do is express that gratitude, right? Write thank you notes. Tell people that what they mean to you. Talk to others and express gratitude for the little things they do or bring bring into your life, right? Shower people with compliments. Notice the good things. Appreciate the good things. I mean, often we're thinking those good things anyway, but we don't say we're thinking or appreciating those good things. We're just keeping them in our heads, right? If we start to speak those things out, this is why I feel like this is a communicative act. Gratitude is not just something you feel in your head. It's something you express. You have to say, you have to think in your brain and then say out loud to really make an opportunity to create attitude, this attitude of gratitude that starts to attract abundance and seeing abundance and practicing abundance in your life. Another thing you can do to get better at flexing your gratitude muscle is celebrate the small things. Um, We are conditioned to focus on huge achievements rather than small wins. If you ignore the small things and then keep trying to rush from one giant thing to the next, you're going to be quickly demotivated, right? When who you become is not determined by the end goal, rather it is determined by the person who help you be, you became on this journey to your success, right? So all the small wins are so important and making a practice of celebrating these small wins is very important if you want to get better at doing gratitude. Another thing you can do is meditate on gratitude. Meditation is a very powerful practice in self-awareness. Again, the goal is not to silence your thoughts. Rather, it is become is to become an active observer of them. The process of meditation is allowing the mind to do its thing and accept it as what it is. Through meditation, we can build up areas of our brain and rewire it to enhance positive traits like focus and decision making and diminish less positive ones like fear and stress. When you start to master your mind, you start to master your emotions. And then all of a sudden, your life flows with more ease. You become less reactive and are better able to handle life's challenges. The beauty of gratitude meditation is you can take it and practice it anywhere. Take a few minutes out of your busy schedule to reflect on the things and the people that you're grateful for. 
Again, if you start to look for these things um, in YouTube, I'm sure there's a lot of like ways to find and um, understand the things that can you can do, right? to practice this gratitude meditation. So go on YouTube, type in gratitude meditations, and then see what happens. Now, again, I've talked about gratitude a lot, but that's not all this this podcast is about. This podcast is about what is gratitude and how does it help to, as a precursor to abundance and abundance thinking. Like when you really start to understand abundance and abundance thinking, it's understanding that there's plenty out there and we can move from a scarcity mindset. What are we doing that might help us? Uh, what are we doing that makes us feel like there's not enough that we, that we're always going to need to like move to a place to, of never having enough to like moving to abundance, to seeing abundance, to recognizing our abundance. So, um, so quick example, here's the difference between scarcity and abundance thinking. Um, with scarcity thinking with point of view, you can see yourself as a victim or a bully or you're simply checked out, right? Whereas with an abundance mindset, you look at your point of view as you are in the driver's seat, right? You happen. You have the ability to be the proactive thing that happens first, right? So your physical energy with an, a scarcity mindset, that would be contracted body, tense shoulders, clenched jaw, short of breath. Whereas abundance is relaxed and alert. You have an expansive posture. You're feeling rooted and balanced. You're present. You're breathing deeply and you're breathing evenly, right? Your emotional energy in a scarcity set would be um, draining energy in the room with your interactions. You're feeling frustrated, impatient, anxious, afraid, angry, overwhelmed and powerless, giving power over to groupthink or pressure. Whereas abundance, you're feeling empowered, engaged, positive, like you're working on something bigger than yourself. You energize and inspire others. You're excited about challenges and growth that's yet to happen, right? Um, So again, you can start to see the big differences between these two ways of being. So one of the things you can do to start to create an abundant meds mindset in your life is recognize the power of your thoughts. Um, really understanding how mindful you are and what you're thinking can help you focus on abundance versus scarcity. So here's the action. If you find you're getting less than amazing results in your area, in any area of your life, ask yourself, what are my thoughts about this And are they based in fear and scarcity? And then also, how can I shift my mindset to abundance? Write them down. uh, Really start to do those things, right? Again, here's, here's an example how gratitude is a precursor. You have to be gracious and have an attitude of gratitude for good things to come, right? If you're not appreciating what's here right now, you can't appreciate what's to come because you're not already even appreciating what's there right? So you have to start to see gratitude. The more you can flex gratitude, the more abundance will come to you. Uh, then you also have to believe that the sky is at the limit, right? So you have to, the enemy of abundance is contracted awareness. Uh, there was a Harvard study that found when people focused intently on one particular thing, other possibilities right in front of them went completely unnoticed. It is very vital to loosen the mind's focus and 
create an expanded sense of awareness that helps to fund a to foster abundance mentality. So don't get super fixed or focused on one thing. There's a lot of things out there and there's a lot of options and abilities that could exist out there. Cultivate and share your passions and purpose. Talk to other people. Understanding and creating confidence in the things that you are great at and love to do is an excellent way to foster belief in yourself. Learn how to share your gifts and provide value by serving those who would benefit most. And don't think just because you give it away doesn't mean it doesn't have value. Everything has value. And honestly, if you want to get paid for something someday, you need to first learn to give it away. Because when you give it away... Then values demonstrated, and then someone may see and want to pay for that later. Also, develop mastery experiences. The best way to create self-efficacy, which is the deep knowledge that you can create whatever life you want and live it abundantly, is to consciously create mastery experiences. Mastery experiences are past experiences of ex- of success that create mastery in one area. For example, that's just like that whole getting 1% better at anything every day, right? How can you get a little bit better and then look at what happens once you do those things? Another thing you need to do is choose to pick your words wisely. What language are you using? Uh, How can you talk about things differently? How can you understand things differently? Uh, What are the stories you tell yourself? Are there stories of, of scarcity or stories of abundance, right? So start to be grateful for things that may be in the process of coming to you. That's a great way to practice abundance thinking and abundance language by talking about how, like, I am going to be grateful for the back patio that we're going to be adding to our house. I am so excited about what it's going to feel like to sit under those big ceiling fans, to sit around the fire pit there, to, um, to host and have people over, right? Like, I'm excited about those things. Then the other thing that you need to do is build beyond a growth mindset, right? So we already know what growth mindset, growth mindset is a belief that people in their most basic abilities can be developed can be developed through dedication and hard work. So brains and talent are only a starting point. A growth mindset is directly related to an abundance mindset, right? Seeing yourself as not yet, seeing yourself as in the process, seeing yourself as becoming is also the beginning of abundance because you are growing in capacity and ability every day. And as long as you're growing in capacity and and ability every day, then more abundance is certainly on its way to you. Uh, Think like a beginner. An abundance mentality craves learning, learning and growth. This requires an underlying knowledge that you don't know everything, even about topics that you may have a mastery level competence in. This beginner's mind, this idea of an attitude of openness and enthusiasm, enthusiasm, along with a willingness to override your existing preconceptions, will help you always learn and add more to your skill set, which again is a definite precursor to abundance. Also, again, like notice the good, focus on the good, appreciate the good, see the good, acknowledge the good, recognize the good. Again, that all goes back to that gratitude stuff that I talked to earlier, right? If you can't be gracious for what you already have, then how is the world or the universe going to give you more? 
So again, this is really important. Recognize that this is a precursor. Gratitude is a precursor to abundance. If you're not thankful, how can we give you more? You know, you're an empty ghost. You're a hole that will never be filled if you can't appreciate the things that you're in, in your life. And then lastly, what I would say to help you practice more abundance is speak daily abundance affirmations. Uh, research from the Carnegie Mellon University suggests that positive informations can improve your problem-solving skills and dis- decrease signs of stress. Using affirmations can help shrink shift your mentality from scarcity to abundance. You don't have to, you get to. Um, You, like every time you negative self-talk yourself, you make yourself smaller and that like puts you in a scarcity fear-based set rather than in an abundance set. And we got to do these things a little bit more, right? Practicing abundance, giving things away, seeing ourselves as worthy, are capable building on our ability to get better and stronger. All these things are a precursor to having abundance. It's hard because I know we live in a scarcity-based world, right? But what can we do to see and cue and create precursors to abundance, right? Like there is plenty out there. There, you have a lot of people that love and care about you. You you have a job that it may not be your favorite job, but you have a job, and some people don't have a job. You may have a roof over you have. You have people over. You have people that love and care for you. There's people that are trying to feed you, even if you're hungry. You know, recognizing that this stuff exists in life, I think, is really important. And I understand practicing gratitude might not feel really natural at first, but the more you do it, the more you'll see it. The more you see you have things to be grateful for, the more you'll notice that abundance exists because you're focusing on what else is possible, what else is there. And it's going to be giving you the ability to mean to give you a meaningful and fulfilling life by t- taking consistent action. As you expand your awareness, you will notice that scarcity mentalities do, do arise, but don't focus on those things. Use the options that I've talked about in this podcast to tap into your own depth of gratitude and abundance, and you'll start to see and notice gratitude and abundance in all spaces and places. And again, why are we talking about this in inclusive activism, right? Inclusive activism is supposed to be about advocating for others, uh, limiting othering, so we can be in a space where everybody's truly valued and noticed. I think part of that is like being gracious And also seeing abundance so you're willing to help other people, right? If you start to see yourself as interrelational, if you start to notice that um, there's a duty and reciprocity in giving and maybe even giving first, giving first is a precursor to abundance as well. Standing up for someone who's being marginalized is also an abundance opportunity, right? If I'm more willing to stand up for you, you're more willing to stand up for me or stand up for someone else. And then injustice can't exist in our presence because we're doing these things that make such a strong difference for others. We got to practice this stuff more. It is a muscle. It's not a trait. It's not a gift. It's not something that you just have. It's something that you can intentionally practice and do. So what did we talk about today? We talked about gratitude. What is gratitude? We kind of define gratitude because we really have to understand and start to appreciate what's here to um, get better at practicing gratitude. We also talked about how 
gratitude can create a sense of catharsis even after loss as well as cue reciprocity, not just for ourselves, but for others who may not even be connected to ourselves. We also talked about practices that we could do to strengthen our gratitude muscles and get better at those things. And then what did we do? We noticed what gratitude has to do with abundance and how abundance needs gratitude to to view the life in a much more alive and abundant way. Seeing and noticing and living and believing abundance is a precursor to abundance happening. If you want abundant things in your in your life to happen to you, you got to be thankful for those things like they've already happened, even though they're just on the way. But think about how you're going to feel when you're grateful for something that's not even here yet, even though it's just on the way. Because you're going to be someone that doesn't take it for granted, that appreciates it, that manifests it, that starts believing that thing is going to be moving into being. And two, when we are gracious, when we're acting in this way, when we're living out abundance, we're more willing to give away, we're more willing to get because we're willing to give. And all of a sudden, these things start to spiral into being because we are putting our belief in our action with our communication. We're talking these things into being. And because we're talking and acting as though these are, things are true, we are creating more of an opportunity for this reality to exist. So with that, I've been thinking about this since November, and I recognize I needed to get this out since late November. I was hoping to get uh, two podcasts in, but... Um, this is like the December, January podcast. I'm hoping to get another podcast in kind of on another theme of indigeneity because talking through these concepts and ideas help me better understand these things and then also helps me live these things in a way that's better too. So with that, I need these ideas to spread. I need you to tell me what you think and feel about these thoughts and ideas because it's not just me, right? I'm giving, creating, and demonstrating value with the work that I do, with your ears, with your attention by listening to this, because then it spreads, and then it grows, and then it goes somewhere else. So your ears are not the only ears that need to hear these things. If we're going to create more inclusive activists in the world, we got to share these thoughts and ideas, or you got to email me and tell me what you think about these thoughts and ideas. Uh, and I always appreciate reading and hearing from these emails. So please send those back to me. That's a way of practicing gratitude. Sharing is a way of uh, practicing gratitude slash abundance at the same time, because you're starting to spread the ideas to other people. And with that, um, Rate, review the podcast. That always helps me. I really appreciate hearing those things. Um, you can always email me at inclusiveactivism at cox.net. It'd be nice to get something that wasn't a junk mail uh, from that email address because I appreciate hearing and reading these things. But I also uh, want to share with you from an abundance mindset gratitude, right? So I had someone from Phoenix Country Day School pod, uh, reach out to me because they had heard from the podcast. And they asked me to come talk to them about indigeneity. And with that, I was able to, I took all the money from the Phoenix Country Day School and I spread it out and just gave it to different indigenous organizations. And I didn't even need to take any benefit from those things because I just gave. Because I know there's going to be so much more to come from understanding indigeneity better. But right now, I'm just in a give space. So I gave to <clears throat> Native Connections. I gave it to the Phoenix Indian Center. I gave to Native Health. Uh, I gave to Morningstar Leadership uh, with my friend Debbie Nez Manuel. Um, I just donated to Indigenous Vision. 
by being in proper relations with these other people that are doing and building out the more of these things, I know in the future, more things are willing to come to me. So I really, truly practice these things. So talk to me, tell me, how are you going to practice this stuff? How are you going to practice gratitude uh, in 22? How are you going to see the opportunity of more abundance in the year 22? I'm curious to hear those things. And with that, if you want to keep it, keep up with me, you can always do so at www.inclusiveactivism.com. You can email me at inclusiveactivism at cox.net. And again, thank you for your time and attention. The fact that you're willing to listen to these things, consider these thoughts, ideas, and practices help make the world I'm hoping to live in with you. And I think that's a beautiful and wonderful thing. So with that, thank you so much for your time and attention. I can't wait to talk to you again about some other new amazing idea related to indigeneity themes. And I'm looking forward to talking to you again soon. Be well, happy new year, and take care.